Welcome to the Confident Retirement Podcast. Is doing the most important things alone a good idea? How comfy are you with your choices when it comes to life's biggest decisions? What is real peace of mind with financial confidence and how can you get it? Chris Fleming and Mark Peachy are the founders of LPF Advisors in Sarasota, Florida. On the show, they bring together the best and brightest minds to share with you how to have a more confident financial picture. They empower listeners with simple, common sense and financial wisdom. And now, here are your hosts from LPF Advisors. Welcome to the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors. I am your host here every week, as always, Chris Flaming. And today I have the honor of welcoming Vicki Townsend to the program. She's the president and founder of Divorce Right, a professional development and employee assistance program provider. Vicki is also the co-founder of the National Association of Divorce Professionals, working with clients before, during, and after divorce. Vicki, thanks for being here. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Chris. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, let's jump in. So I know you have an interesting history. So could you just kind of take me through that briefly um, and how you came to have such a passion around the topic that we're going to cover today? Well, my background is really and truly advertising and marketing. That's that's mm-hmm. the, the world that I grew up in. I went through a somewhat messy divorce that, you know, during the the 90s, married again and um, found myself in a really nasty divorce in uh, the the mid to 2010. And even though I had been through it before. And I'm a pretty smart girl. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a brain surgeon, as they say, but you know what? I'm a pretty smart girl. And I still screwed it up that second time. Mm. And I screwed it up mid five figures. And that hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that hurts. I have to tell you. I mean, it could have been, you know, cars for my kids. It could have been fabulous vacations and a new, you know, kitchen for me. I mean, it was, it was a lot of money. And at the end of the day, I had to look back and go, nobody was there to advise me of all of the moving pieces and when I should do things and when I should sell things and all of that stuff. It just, it, it, it made it so, you know, I was on my own. Mm -hmm. I was on my own in a world. I don't know. I was in advertising and marketing for God's sakes. Mm -hmm. And suddenly I found myself having to be a professional divorce person that can get me through this labyrinthine system. I mean, let's just talk about that for a minute. That's designed by the very people you have to hire and spend a lot of money to get you out of. And they don't make it easy for you to be able to do it on your own. And, you know, with, with the seeing of those pieces not fitting together for me, it came, you know, and, and I'm a marketing person. I just saw this big hole with all of those professionals that work with that couple. So from the family law attorney to the financial advisor, to the real estate agent, to the mortgage person, to the mental health counselor and everybody else in between, because there's so many, there's so many more in this crazy labyrinthine system. They weren't talking to each other. They had no connection, right? There was no hub for them to discuss, even know that they were even working with the same client. 
So we wanted to, you know, create an association where at least the professionals were in touch with each other, understood that, you know, the value proposition that they brought to the table, but also that the importance of, of, and the gravity of the decisions they were helping these families make and that they were, you know, acting as fiduciaries and doing what was right for their client instead of what was right for their purse or their pocketbook, which is oftentimes the, the case. So, and in doing the NADP, I, I saw that, you know, I kept seeing all of these studies that talked about how much divorce actually, as much as it costs me to get a divorce, it was far, if I've always been a solo entrepreneur, but if I had been working for someone else at the time, I would have cost them more money than I spent on my own divorce, just in my lost productivity, time off from work for absences, presenteeism, which is when you're just sitting there and all of that Mm -hmm. other stuff. So I realized that I could make an impact in companies and government agencies by training their staff about this, all of the things that their, that their um, employees go through from religious differences. So I've got Mm -hmm. coaches that you know, are Christians, Muslims, uh, Jewish. I've got a Jewish rabbi. That's a, that's a, a coach. I've got coaches that deal, speak Chinese, Japanese, Farsi, Spanish, English. They understand the cultural LGBTQ, you know? So my goal and my mission in this is to make this an easier one for families. And in doing so, it is a financial boon for the companies they work for. Okay. That makes sense. So Following kind of along those lines with the the start of that company and you've had the NADP in place for quite a while, is there something maybe that you wish you knew when you started out that you know now? When I started the company? Yes, when you started that, the company. Yes. Divorce that, right, that I am more than a, an employee benefit, that divorce mm-hmm. rights is more than employee benefit. We're actually more valuable to the company than we are to to the employee, but it's a topic that has been so ignored for so long in the corporate space Mm -hmm. that they feel really uncomfortable with the idea of even uh, tackling it. Right. Yeah. And that I was thinking about that in preparation for our discussion today. Maybe you can elaborate on what do you think are some big misconceptions that people, that businesses have about working with your company in their EAP program? Right. Right. That you help them overcome. Right. Well, the first thing that people say to me is, God, I wish I had had you when I was going through mine. Mm -hmm. I wish you had been there. Mm -hmm. If I had had you, I would have had a different outcome. And they're right. And honestly, they're right. If I had known about divorce coaches, one of the things I didn't mention to you was I was being held in contempt of court Mm -hmm. because I couldn't get through my own financial affidavit in the state of Florida. We call them uh, financial affidavits. I couldn't get through it. Every time I put a pen to paper, it was a reminder that my marriage was not what I thought it was, that it had failed, that I, you know, I had done it again and I just couldn't get through it. And all of a sudden there was a knock on my door and it was a guy serving me with papers, you know, say, are you Vicki Townsend? Yes, I am. Here you go. You've been served. Mm -hmm. And so I had 48 hours to finish it. And I know that if I had had a a divorce coach on my side that whole time, I could have gotten it done. I could have gotten it done better because what I had was 48, 48 hours to fill in a bunch of numbers. And I honestly pulled it out of my, you know what, Mm -hmm. and hoped for, you know, and said a prayer and said, okay, this is the best I could do. Mm -hmm. 
So um, divorce coaches do an amazing job at keeping us uh, focused and and on track out of overwhelm. And that would have been that would have been great. So we have to educate companies about a what a divorce coach is and what they do, mm-hmm. how valuable they are to their employees and to get them to uh, to literally look at that as a as a as it, because it is, I mean, they, they're HR companies and consultant companies that have um, been coming to us going, where have you been? We've been doing the studies. We do the studies. We know that divorce is the number one disruptor above death. And the reason for that is because death has an ending, mm-hmm. right? When somebody loses a family member, there's closure, with divorce, rarely is there closure. Mm-hmm. And um, some statistics around that are that the average employee loses 40% of their productivity for four to five years. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of lost productivity. And it's not this kind of money, right? It's not them writing a check, but it is for their, you know, the, their time off from work. It is for their, you know, their their tardiness or their need to leave early or their distractibility or the errors they make or the time that they, you know, that, that they missed their deadlines, you know, on projects and held everybody else up. I mean, it's, it gets very, very expensive. So Mm. ignoring it all of these years, because it's, you know, it has that, you know, hands-off, you know, kind of idea. They just simply haven't addressed it as something that, they needed to help their employee with. My goal and my mission is to say, A, half your employees have already been through it. I mean, it's just the way it is. And 5% of them are going through it and contemplating it at the beginning of it, middle of it, or at the end of it. And then there's your team that we're working with one right now where the um, eight years after their divorce Suddenly, the the payor of spousal support and child support came back and said, I want to modify this. Mm. And eight years later, so she's still dealing with, you know, him not wanting to pay spousal and child support eight years later. So what does that do for her at work? Messes her up. She's she's you know, she's on the she's she's still on the path. She's actually way better than she was and Mm -hmm. functionally way better than she was. But we are helping her eight years after her divorce to deal with her, you know, custody and financial matters. Yeah, so I, I guess I see the difference there between someone passing away and the divorce, yeah. where this is not a simple thing. It's complex, and it also can be reoccurring. Parts of it can be as as things change. And you, you mentioned a loss in productivity. Is that the biggest effect that it has to the business usually is productivity? It, yeah, well, it does because that's where the money is, right? Because mm-hmm. you and I have, you know, your productivity at, at you know, our company, ABC, you know, theater, <laughs> is, you know, we have a a level of productivity that we need to to provide. And I think Mm -hmm. we can both agree that your productivity may be different than mine, but both of us have to make more for the company than we cost, right? Mm -hmm. Than our salaries, right? Right, to justify us being there. Yeah, so we actually have a a cost calculator on our website Mm -hmm. um, with how much divorce is costing your company. And so there's three things you need to know your number of employees, your average salary cost, because we use salary costs because everybody's productivity cost is, mm-hmm. is different, but we know that there, 
that their um, income has to be less than their productivity output. So you have to know their average salary cost and you have to know what it costs to replace an employee. And the reason for that is that 5% of divorcing employees quit. Now we can help with that. We have a lot of strategies and tips and techniques uh, to get you to get your employee to stay because the reasons that they lit that they leave are very manageable. And um, when you have that, you know, when you understand what's going on, you can, you can bring in other things to help them get through it. And of course we as divorce coaches can help them to stay. We reduce the temperature in, in their marriage and in their room and in the room and get their head back in the game so that they can show up to work and be a productive member of the team. Okay. So a little bit about the program. First, let's start with maybe what do you think is an ideal company or a client that you're best suited for? Not an individual person, but you know what I mean? Like a company. Right. Yes, absolutely. We work with employees from two to a hundred thousand and we, we charge per month per employee. And it typically turns out, but, but so if you're on that smaller employee size side, you need to be with an HR consulting company that um, rep- recognizes our, our product and have to be a okay. part of their group. If you do, and if, and if you're in, if you're in a company that does work with an HR group, and this does sound like something that, that you'd like to, to have them find out more information for you, they can contact us to have them contact us. We're happy, happy, happy to, to the HR consultants love us because we solve the biggest problem that they have. Yeah. So you have the capabilities to work with small or large organizations. Okay. And we talked about the effect on the business, right? Mm-hmm. With the productivity stuff. What are some of the, I mean, people have assumptions about this, but what are some kind of affects that a person that's going through it on a personal level is going through, you know, and during the process and what the, and what the divorce planner or the divorce counselor that you provide to them helps them walk through. Right. Well, um, I think that this is something that gives people a visual, the war of the roses. Do you remember that movie? Yes. Okay. That is so true with the exception that it was a little campy. Mm-hmm. The truth is, is that we see that kind of stuff every day, mm. every day. And people say, like, oh, it's just the movies. No, it, it's it's an ex- maybe an exaggeration of the mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. But I can't tell you the number of narcissistic divorces where they'll burn the house down and they'll, they want their spouse in it. I mean, mm. it's really bad. Mm. Um, so uh, that is what we deal with every day. And it doesn't have to be high conflict. It can be betrayal. I mean, people that have been betrayed, you know, they, they show up at work and they're in, for lack of a better word, a zombie like state. And I'll give you an example of somebody that we worked with over the past, the past six weeks on over on a weekend, he just found out that he was getting a divorce. And on that Monday, he was a mess. I'm Mm -hmm. talking about a big old mess could not function, could not understand what was happening to him. Here we go. Well, let us work with him and get him him back. And we heard back from the company just, I would say maybe a week ago going, we have never seen a transformation like this ever. Mm -hmm. Bring it on. We understand what now we get it. 
because what we did, we were able to, to like give him a, some direction. We were able to give him a plan. We were there to help be a sounding board too, where they could just, mm-hmm. you, know, bleh, you know, everything that's pent up inside of them instead of giving it to the other people in their around their cubicles. Mm-hmm. Because one thing your your viewers or and listeners may need to know is that divorce is contagious. Mm-hmm. It is you don't want it around the water cooler. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't. Why? Because you're going to end up with it goes to two degrees. of It's in Freakonomics, the book Freakonomics. They mm-hmm. did a study on it and it shows that they goes outside two two degrees of separation mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So, you know, if you can keep it out of, you know, because sometimes we just need somebody to go, you know, this yeah. is what's happening to me. And around that water cooler, what ends up happening is. Well, you know, I got a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, everyone has them. I want a hundred thousand dollars, right? Yeah. And Susie got it right. And then it's um, you know, somebody back comes back and it's like, I am dating up a storm and having the best time of my life, and I don't have the kids every other weekend, and I'm able to go out. Blah, blah, blah. And for mm-hmm. some people, that sounds like the life they want. Mm-hmm. So they go, I'm gonna file for divorce. And that's literally how it starts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, keeping your employees from talking to one another about their own divorce give them to us, let them, let them talk about their divorce all they want to us because that yeah. helps them heal. That helps them get it out so that they can go back to work, breathe and function. Okay. And that's at the end of the day, what we're trying to do. Yeah. And I, I can see the visual on that because everyone's always got an opinion. They know someone or had a relative that had a bad experience or whatever. Okay. So that that's good. I like how you explain that. So when a company partners with you, I'm curious if you could give us some insight on the steps that you go through in implementing your service into a company's offerings. You use the term uh, thinking partner. So give me some more detail on that, if you don't mind. We are your employees thinking partner when they are going through it. But the steps for us to work with a company are, we actually have three products. It's pretty easy. The first product is we train your staff. We we have a program. It's a little over five hours and we have SHRM credits. If anybody has um, members of SHRM Mm -hmm. Society for HR Managers on their team um, and HRCI credits, but we take them through an, an awareness an understanding program where they can see what are some of the stressors that their religious employees have that maybe they don't understand, mm-hmm. right? If you're in the Jewish religion, there's something that, that a woman needs called a Jewish get, and that becomes a negotiation um, piece. And she may have to give up a lot to get that, which is mm-hmm. you know very similar in the Jewish religion to maybe say an annulment. And then there's something in the Muslim religion as well. And it's literally a negotiation fact. You know, it is. It's, it's amazing. And so we help them with that. But we help them understand that there are some additional things that are behind the scenes that they don't know. In LGBTQ marriages, you know, they've only been able to be married now for seven years. Mm-hmm. Well, what if they had been together for the last 25 or 30 years? They still have only been legally married for seven years. And it's considered a short term marriage. Mm-hmm. In the courts and in, in, mm-hmm. in, in most states, it's considered a short term marriage. And so benefits are much different. So we deal with that. Families with special needs children, they divorce at extremely high rates and they have different things that other you know, families without a special needs child has to manage and deal with. 
right? Mm -hmm. Additional stressors. And especially if they have to move their child out of their home, and let's just assume that, you know, for a moment that they have a child that has all sorts of medical equipment Mm -hmm. and um, they've had to, you know, widen doorways and hallways and all of that thing. And suddenly they can't afford to live there anymore. You know, think about what that does to that family, that, that, that employee, as they show up to work, it's a challenge. Well, we have experts that help them get through that. We also have experts that help them uh, work with a family law attorney that may not understand social security and government benefits and, and, you know, that, so, you know, uh, that sort of stuff, Medicare, Medicaid, and because, you know, they're, they're family law attorneys. So we have experts that help them write in a settlement statement in such a way that their child doesn't lose their, their benefits. Right. So we help that. Um, and we help them manage, you know, when you have a plan, when you have direction, even though it's something that you may not have wanted, but at least, you know, that you're going to go through it. And it's a system that I know a lot better than, you know, and I'm going to help you to the other side, have Mm -hmm. a better experience, a better landing, a better result for yourself so that you can go back home and you can live a life. You can show up at work and you can be a valuable team member. I think that's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. Well, and it's, it goes along the lines of being able to make an informed decision. So then you have a little bit more confidence I considered everything. I didn't get taken advantage of. I had someone who advocated for me and, you know, it it was not a pleasant experience, but we got to the end of it and we're going to try to move on. And uh, I had someone who was my advocate on my side and I got the best outcome that I think that I could, because that's always what I think what people wonder about is the what if, you know, when they go it alone is could I have done that? Or could I have done that? Or was that legal? Or should I have done that? Or I shouldn't, should I have said something or not said that? Or that's another part of the thing that when I tell you that it's, you know, it, it's ongoing, it's, it doesn't have closure, that kind of stuff sits in your brain all the time. And oh, and by the way, every time a check comes every month, it's just another reminder. It's just another mini trauma to a lot of people. Yeah. I had what we had one guy that, um, He got remarried and with intention, he bought checkbooks that were from the marriage of his new wife onto his checkbooks that he bought just to send her child support and spousal support. Mm. You know, that's that kind of stuff that, right? Reminder, right? Constant reminder, you know, the big big middle finger to you, you know, every month. And that gives, for whatever reason, that gives him great pleasure and, you know, And it hurts her every month. Yeah. So we talked about productivity is the biggest benefit probably to a company implementing uh, your program. You know, if I could say there's really a lot more benefit to the company than that. Yeah. What other ones can they experience? The second one is we help with retention. Because five percent of your divorcing employees quit, mm-hmm. we help you. Of the, the first reason being they felt unsupported. Don't bring your divorce here. Leave yeah. that crap in. Right. Mm-hmm. That makes people leave because you can't leave that stuff at home. It's your life. It's your cells of your being. Your marriage is a part of who you are and your divorce is too. Um, so creating a wonderful culture, a culture that is accepting of all diversity and adversity and 
most importantly, giving your employees support mm. during that time. So that's one thing. The second thing that the second reason people leave is because they can't afford affordable, find affordable housing near the workplace. Mm-hmm. And now that people are having to go back to, to, to the office where you live and in those instances where you have to actually show up at an office where you live is very important to being able to get there. So we have um, our divorce coaches and we use something called the CDLP, which are certified divorce lending professionals. We use those, but they'll help get, they'll again, helping the family law attorney write a settlement statement that can give it you know, done correctly, can give their employee an additional approximately 20% more buying power. I mean, how great is that? Right. Mm -hmm. We can help them help keep their employee retained. And then the third reason that they leave is child care. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they go home to mom. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you had if you if you don't have a facility where child care on on premises is possible, maybe there's a child care facility in in the area of your office or in the area of where she lives, where you can supplement or pay for, you know, support that employee and their children so that they can stay employed because right now employee retention is huge. So those are just three out of, and we have so many more, but that just kind of gives your, your listeners, you know, some things that maybe they need to think about implementing in their place of work to keep that. And, and retention right now is huge. We're working with a company right now that said, I cannot afford to lose one quality control person one imagine it's because you were a jerk to your employee and said leave your divorce at home and that was enough right and also this builds employee loyalty if you you know one of the things um there's a there was a recent um study that came out that what do employees want and the the the, at the end of the day the the biggest thing that they walked away with is that they wanted to be treated as a human being Mm -hmm. and a valuable part member of the team and not just you know the widget maker right they wanted to be treated humanly and treating your your employees humanly means you need to help them with all of the adversity that they go through too, as a supporting member of their lives because they're humans. Right. Yeah, right. And so um, that's, that's what we do. So we, we, we increase employee loyalty. We improve employee retention and you'll have a, you'll just have a focused and happy team member that shows up to work and can function. Like the guy I was telling you about that, you know, was just spinning out of control and, you know, it, within a few weeks, he was back to his old self and able to be a part of, you know, of the, the company again. Mm-hmm. And how valuable is that for that company? Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. And, and I will tell you, I don't think he'll ever leave. It's like, wow, they really took care of me. Yeah. Well, and I think retention is really important. I mean, it was before, but it's really important now because, you know, it's so competitive as far as the job market and people, you know, are offering a lot of incentives to switch places. So anything you can do that's kind of unique or really important or like you speak about that's humane from a benefits standpoint um, really has people have to think about that if they're considering other options. Am I really going to get those type of programs in another place that I go just for a few thousand more dollars? Because it's tough to put a price tag on that stuff. 
It is. And you had asked earlier on, like, what's, you know, what are some of the, the objections or, you know, the challenges that, that I have with companies and they don't, I don't think they don't want to feel like they're advocating for divorce because a lot of companies that like, that's not what, and quite frankly, we don't advocate for divorce. We don't, we just advocate for divorce done right. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. I don't know how much time we have, but we have a case where, so the husband and wife, he owns a very, very famous uh, restaurant. And many, many years ago, he had gone over to Thailand and he met um, a Thai woman there who was uh, living with um, her family. He bought them a, uh, a home. He ended up marrying his, his wife there. They came back and signed a, a post-nup agreement that was uh, not only written, you know, she knew she was going to sign it, but it was translated into Thai so that she understood what she was saying. And this is, I'm going back 15, 18 years now. And meanwhile, so then they go through life. They have three children. There's some mental health issues there and they are going through a divorce. And, you know, he had agreed that he wasn't going to, you know, I'm not going to think about the, the prenup. We have three children together, blah, blah, blah. And she went off on a crazy, you know, thought process that she had. And he said, okay, then, you know, you're leaving me no choice, but I have to go back to the to the post-nup. And so she went to her attorney who said, we're going to fight that post-nup. We're going to depose the attorney that wrote it. We're going to get it turned or overturned. We're going to, we're going to fight it. So now I'm going to tell you right now that the post-nup will change exactly this much. It won't change. The attorney that the wife's attorney knows it won't change. The wife's attorney makes $600 an hour. Opposing counsel is $750 an hour. These are, this is a high-end divorce. And the gentleman that wrote the post-nup agreement uh, 15 years ago charges $3,500 a day for his time for two days. Now, the gentleman, uh, the husband in this case, owns a very famous restaurant, but also restaurant money goes out the door in food going out the back door, money coming out of the cash register, you name it. It's a, it's a, it's a hands-on business and he can't be there for two days. So this event that will change that post-up agreement by this much is costing that family 30 grand for nothing, except the attorney's going to make that her attorney's going to make money. His attorney's going to make money. And the attorney wrote the post-up agreement is going to make money. They get this much. Actually, they're down 30 grand, right? Because they knew how much money was available, liquid, and that that, that can be could be spent. So that's the kind of stuff we keep them out of, yeah, right? right? That was nonsensical. And I'll tell you that all of the attorneys knew that before they did it. They all knew it. They okay. need pair shoes. Yeah, that's right. That's a that's a good example. Yeah, and a sad one, but true. It, um, it happens every day, all day. Yeah. You see it every yeah. day. That's the system. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're close to the end. I want to ask you just a couple more questions. So what do you kind of see going forward as the biggest opportunity for your business? Well, because we are in education marketing as opposed to competitive marketing, because there's nobody like us. There's nobody in the market doing what we do. But it's also education marketing because we have to let companies understand that all of this ignoring it for all of these years 
has cost them hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. And I'll give you another example. We're working with a Fortune 100 company right now, and they, we put them through our cost calculator on our, on our website, and they are losing about a quarter of a billion dollars a year mm. in lost productivity. A quarter of a billion dollars a year. Yeah, it's a big number. It's a big, big number. And it's a number that we, can we take away all of it? No, because we can't control the other side. Mm-hmm. We have no, you know, and it's particularly with you know, that narcissistic uh, personality disorder divorce. As hard as it is to be married to a narcissist, it's way harder to divorce a narcissist. So we prepare for battle. We gird our loins, we put on steel, we grab our, our sword, and we know we're in for a fight there. But at the end of the day, you know, what we do is educate employers about how a, it's simple for us because we know it, you know, like, you know, it's backwards and forwards. I, you know, we have over 60 divorce coaches. Most of them are former family law attorneys, former mental health counselors and financial advisors. But so, so it's to answer your question, it's really educating the the public, meaning the C-suite and the E-suite of companies to understand what this is costing their, their, uh, their company and the, the problem of continuing to ignore it. Okay. So the biggest opportunity is the education that you are, are able to do. Do you think that's also maybe the biggest challenge as yeah, well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's it's because it's so put in the back on the back burner of things we don't talk about at work yeah. that it's been a problem because they don't talk about it at work. Mm-hmm. So instead of really talking about it at work, and that's not what we advocate anyway, we don't want you to break compliance and, and do things with your employees that you shouldn't do. But it, we want you to, as soon as you can start to recognize the signs of which there's many, once you can recognize the signs, call us. We literally have a hotline where if you have somebody in your office that's having what my very Southern mother would call having a come apart in your office that it's already cost your company thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, or millions of dollars. If you're at that ENC suite level. Hmm. And so we want to get in there early, the earlier, the better, because the earlier we can, we can get that head from spinning out of that. We can get them back to being able to be a functioning member of your, of your company. Hmm. And isn't that, you know, you don't, quite frankly, you don't want to wait for it to reach the point where they burn the house down. Right. Yeah, we don't want to wait for the come apart. We don't want to have to wait for the come apart. Right. Okay. Uh, That's well said. I like that. And I picked up a new phrase now. (laughs) I'm I'm going to use that with my kids. Okay. So, Vicki, if people want to learn more about you, the company, or contact you, what is the best way for them to do that? Well, I would love them to go in and find out what divorce is costing their company on our website. It's okay. www.divorcerightinc.com. Make sure you throw that INC in there. Okay. Uh, .com. Go to our cost calculator. We will send you an email with what divorce is actually costing your company based upon those three things. Remember, you need the number of employees, average salary, and cost to replace. Okay. And yeah, that's, that's three steps, really three data points there and get a, a simple yep. feedback from that. Okay, awesome. Vicki, listen, I want to thank you for taking the time to be here with me today. It's been a pleasure and I enjoyed interviewing you. And I want to thank everyone for listening and watching the Competent Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors, where we're hoping to raise the financial and retirement confidence of everyday people just a little bit to another level, one show at a time. Thanks everybody for listening and watching. 
Take care. Be well, Vicki. Thank you. Thank you. This is awesome. I enjoyed this. You've been listening to the Confident Retirement Podcast with Chris and Mark from LPF Advisors. For more information on them and retiring confidently, please visit lpfadvisors.com. If your ears are pleased and your mind is now at ease, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.